The cherry blossom looks fragile in the moonlight. But remember, its fragile beauty camouflages great strength. Cool timing, Moonlight Knight! Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And we've got an episode today. I think we're going to have fun. You, I just want to specify that. You just, I think we are going to have a lot of fun. It's just an episode? That's all? Yeah. It's just a complete snooze of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it... It's another important plot episode. It is. Look, we'll get to it. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's introduce right. our guest. Uh, joining us for the show this week, I'm very excited. Uh, we have one of the hosts of the Gem Jam podcast, which if you don't know what that is, it's this show, but for Gem and the Holograms. And instead of being two dudes who need to have women to balance things out, it's three women. So everything's good from the start. Uh, we have Annie Creighton here. Annie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Now, uh, Annie, you and I met when you sent me a message telling me that you had been inspired by Sailor Business. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so uh, you're welcome, I guess, is what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, how magnanimous of you. No, the, so please tell us a little bit. Of, yeah. we'll, we'll get to your uh, your history of Sailor Moon in a minute, but uh, please tell us a little bit about the Gem Jam and how that came about. Oh, I'm I'm happy to plug it. I'm happy to be a shameless plug monster. The Gem Jam is, uh, like Chris was saying, an episode by episode recap of uh, Gem and the Holograms. I actually got into Gem like I was just at the age where I kind of vaguely remember it being on TV, but like I read an article of Chris's on Comics Alliance about like the 10 most crazy episodes of Gem, and by golly, they were. And I turned <laughs> to my friend Mackenzie and I'm like, we have to watch this. Wow. And uh, yeah. Now, and then we did. And it's like my favorite cartoon ever now. Uh, more than Sailor Moon, even? Oh, how did we place the anime? I mean, how look, look, I would not be able to choose between the two of those. It would be very yeah, I don't difficult know. for me. They they sort of occupy the same sort of space in my heart of girls getting into alternate identity, wacky adventures that make no sense. Yeah, the the thing about Jim is that it, it's often referred to in in the current wave of Jim nostalgia that I think we are all enjoying that got, that got us that DVD set, which is all That's I wanted in this world. It, Jim is often referred to as kind of the the American magical girl equivalent, except that. That she's not a superhero, except that yeah. one issue where she fights a legit supervillain who is trying to kidnap the president of the United States. <laughs> In that episode, she is a superhero. But uh, do you think, as as someone who is devoting a significant amount of time to Jim and the Holograms, like, do you think that's a, a genre comparison that holds up? I don't know. I mean, Maho Shoujo is such like a specific genre that is so mired in like turning into a crime fighter to solve your emotional problems. And I don't know. I mean, Jem doesn't have any reason to not be Jerichai. That's sort of the whole issue, isn't it? 
There's no reason for Jem to be a secret identity, but she is. It's more that things happen to Jem. Crazy things involving Eric Raymond happen to Jem. And then she sort of uses holograms to make convenient excuses to get out of them, like setting a car on fire. Whereas I feel like a magical girl sort of tends to, if not actively search for danger, they'll throw themselves into an odd situation where where there's a where there's a little more at stake than half of your record company. I mean, you you guys are gonna you guys are gonna berate me and stuff, but I've never watched Jim. But the American magical girl is Buffy anyway, so there you go. <laughs> That is, look, that is a conversation we have had. I know. That is a conversation we will have again, I'm sure. I could see it, though. Yep. It's a little closer. Oh, yeah. Look, look, it definitely is. But you know what Buffy doesn't have? Transformation sequences. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say, she needs a costume. Now, Jordan, you should watch Gem. Everyone should watch Gem. When you're caught up on Steven Universe, which Uh, you really need to get caught up on, uh, as we know from previous episodes, uh, you really should watch Jim and the Holograms. I'll, I'll get you a list of episodes. Just, just watch the good you ones. Watch. Well, look, they're all good. Well, I mean, they're good. not all it's good. Such a relative, relative term. You need like what were the ones on that list that I did of the the ten weirdest? Oh, I know that the the one with the supervillain was on there. The Obviously. one where Techrat builds a time machine <laughs> was on there. Right. Uh, I think. Um, let's see. The one where they where they find Shangri Laws on there. That one was pretty uh, good. Intrigue at the Indy Five Hundred. Okay. Let, let, let's talk about Sailor Moon in a second. We're gonna do a mini a mini Jim Jam <laughs> Sailor Moon uh, Sailor Business crossover right here, real quick. Jordan, can you can you tell it to me with with all the characters replaced with Sailor Moon characters so I get it? No, because it's not a one for one. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, go ahead. At least I, I feel like later seasons of Sailor Moon, like when we get to when we get to the like the Dark Moon Clan, they actually line up with the Misfits pretty well. I think. <laughs> oh my okay. god, so do. All right, uh, but there is an episode of Jim. It is maybe my favorite premise, uh, which is that Jim, who is the most famous rock star in the world, right? Oh, wait, and wait, and you said. She has a secret identity? Like, everybody's yes, like, she's if only we knew who the most famous rock star in the world was. She's secretly Jerrica yeah. Benton. Jerrica Benton uses holograms generated by a computer named Synergy to turn a, a into Jim. A computer that is actually a, uh, a hyper-intelligent artificial intelligence that's able to, a, like, access the internet before the internet existed. Wow. And also shoot lasers. Okay. It is also based on the brain patterns of her dead mother. Oh. That it was invented <laughs> by her dead father. So Jem. Uh, okay. Jem <laughs> is Starlight Records, which is Jem's company, is sponsoring a car in the Indy 500. Um, sure. And some gangsters wrecked the. Mob will apparently have a presence in Indiana. The mob is on this show, by the way. Eric Raymond <laughs> almost gets murdered at the end of this episode. For make for making bets that he can't cover. The the gangsters break up the car, it crashes, the driver gets injured. They can't replace the driver. So the most popular rock star in the world drives in the Indy five hundred. Okay. And her band is the pick crew. And, and her, they put the car back together. Wow. By themselves. By themselves. <laughs> That's not the weird part. Oh, right, right, right. The weird part is that her arch rival, the second most popular musician in the entire world, is in the stands watching the Indy 500, and at one point gets so angry that Jim is doing well that she jumps the fence, goes into the pit, pulls a guy out of his car 
and steals his indie car and starts racing against her so imagine for a second (laughs) that beyonce decided to drive in the indy 500 sure and lady gaga got so mad that she stole an indie car caused a wreck and then it was down to just the two of them and then beyonce won the indy 500 it would be the biggest news story of all time a whole bunch of records she (laughs) broke a whole bunch of indy 500 records but we never will know her real self. No, who is she anyway? She ain't so fine. <laughs> what she got that's better, that's better than mine. All right, so that's enough Jim Jam. Okay. For right now. But Jordan, check it out. I'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Okay. Uh, Annie, what is your history with Sailor Moon? I, I vaguely remember, I remember when Sailor Moon started airing in the United States. And at the time, I like aggressively rejected any media that I thought was feminine because like I had all my brothers like He-Man toys and like G.I. Joe and Transformers. Wow. Yeah. So I figured that Sailor Moon was really, really dumb. I was mostly I remember being really hung up on the fact that she didn't have like a mask. So theoretically, if I had known about Sailor V, I probably would have been like, yeah, that seems legit. <laughs> I really disliked it on principle. And then when I got older and it started airing on Toonami after school, right before, like, it it came on right before Dragon Ball Z. And I decided I didn't want to go anywhere. So I guess I'll start watching it. And this is around the time that, like, Sailor's uh, Uranus and Neptune started showing up. So, like, I missed everything from, like, the first five episodes all the way up to S. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, and then I, like, started secretly really liking Sailor Moon. <laughs> but it was, and like, I a secret shame? Like, that's terrible. Not necessarily a shame so much as something I just didn't really bring it up. But, man, I, I started looking forward to it more than I did to whatever fight they were on in Dragon Pulse at the time. The Cell Saga, probably. <laughs> like, did you come up with, like, code words that you could drop around <laughs> your friends? Like... So you would know, like, if anyone else was secretly getting really into Sailor Moon? Oh, man, like, none of my friends were nerds, like, in the kind of, like, cartoons and, like, anime nerds that I was at the time. Oh, wow. Uh, So, like, I I just sort of kept it all to myself, and then, like, the internet happened. And when it started re-airing on Blue, my husband and I are like, we need to watch Sailor Moon from, like, the beginning. So that is actually, that was actually, like, our our married date night. Aww. (laughs) I can tell you yeah. from experience, it's a great couples activity. But you it won't is. call it a it date night? <laughs> you know what? You know what, Jordan? <laughs> Sorry. I, like, I, wish, I wish Aiden wasn't in the other room playing video games right now, because I'm sure she would have appreciated that, <laughs> yep. even though she no longer trusts you because you like animals. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay. So, so, so when was that? How, how old were you when that was happening? The, 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 when you got into uh... it? What like, grade were you in about? Gosh, when I uh, when I really started getting into it, I want to say that must have been like uh, late middle school, early high school, somewhere in that age range. Cool. I, I forget exactly when they were airing on Toonami. Cool. That was probably around the same time that I was getting into it then, because uh, I remember being, you know, freshman, sophomore year of high school was when I really got into Sailor Moon. That is your history with the character. Uh, do you have a favorite Sailor Scout? Jupiter. Jupiter that, is the queen of my heart. That is an excellent. That is an excellent answer. Excellent. Like I, I'm always, I'm always going to be really nostalgic for like uh, Uranus in particular, but Jupiter, especially like rewatching these, it's like she is incredible. She stone cold punches people when she's not transformed. Yeah, yeah it's she's great. She's she's great. I love, I, I love she's because just, she's awesome. Let's see. She's my favorite. Running, running down the other quick list of questions. How do you feel about Memoru? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh oh. And and oh, and, and, and what... is a turd. <laughs> oh. I don't care if you're faded moon lovers, he's a turd. Wow. He's the real Pacheco of, of Sailor Moon. Wow. And and, yeah. and what is your stance on uh Jupiter Mercury? The one hundred percent canon <laughs> Mercury. Not so sure. I can't say I've ever. I can't say I've ever like personally considered my feelings on the ship, but sure, I can see it. Okay. Well, I can. I'll go ahead and tell you it is one hundred percent canon. <laughs> sure. Okay. okay right. Uh-huh. Why not? It is one hundred percent a real thing. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that whatever they want to get up to in the like crystal moon future where they're all like immortal 20 year olds forever why not oh man see can i tell you something terrible what that just conjured to my mind is this like future version of like the sailor scouts where they've been around for a thousand years and they're just so over everything and they're just like (laughs) They're just like the worst, most cynical, most just like blah, don't care about anything. Oh, yeah, I was in a relationship with Mercury. No, I don't even care. Like, you know, just like, oh, and that's so sad to even think of that. Jordan, when they have been around for a thousand years, they will be over everything. I don't like it. Except for Makoto's undying love for Ami (laughs) and how it is returned in equal measure forever. Me, I'd be more upset about I'm a thousand years old and I'm still walking around in this miniskirt. Kind of makes that's their bike shorts or something. It's their moon uniforms. They have to. It's destiny. Ba- basically, I'm imagining like this terrible, like uh, late issues of Miracle Man version of <laughs> of Sailor Moon, which is like oh. the most depressing thing I've ever thought of. <laughs> Let's move on before Jordan gets too dark to continue. <laughs> I feel like there's another segment that we usually do before we get into started with the episode, but that's probably because I am completely uninterested in what we are watching today, which is episode 51, uh, the, what, fifth episode of Sailor Moon R? Oh, Chris, that is what we're doing, but should we? are we going to talk about the contest in this episode? Oh, yeah, the contest! <laughs> Uh, the contest that we didn't discuss at all before we started recording. Because it's been like three weeks since we recorded an episode of the show. I know. So there's... For those of you who may just be tuning in, for those of you uh, crossing over from the Gem Jam to listen to this show, we are having a contest. Kodansha has been nice enough to provide us with uh, a full set of the Sailor Moon manga. Uh, that is volumes 1 through 12, plus the short stories. And is Sailor V in there too? Yep. So two volumes of Sailor V. 16 volumes of manga that we are giving away. We also have some promo stuff. We have asked the listeners to tell us what kind of contest we should have. Now, Jordan, I know some people had some ideas. Interestingly enough, a lot of art people wanted to have an art contest, and a lot of the people who have written Sailor Business fan fiction wanted to have a fan fiction contest. <laughs> All of this is true. All of this is true. And then nobody, some... nobody wanted to have a contest that would involve them doing something they had not done before. Well, uh, that's understandable. And everybody wants to do the thing they're good at. Uh, Look, you know what? Usagi's defining characteristics. She Her hobbies are eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out. And I admire that about all the trash piles out there listening to this show. So you want to have a, a, a triathlon, eating, sleeping, finding the easy way out contest? I don't. <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't be the best thing we've ever done. I just don't know how you do that. Did you see the absurd idea that I suggested? I did, and I kind of loved it. Do you want to do it? 
I kind of do. No, no, okay. Annie, you are our guest this week. We, we should ask you, do you have any suggestions on how we should give away uh, this bookshelf full of manga that we have? Two senshi enter, one senshi leaves. <laughs> Two senshi enter, one senshi leaves. Two senshi enter, one senshi leaves. Wow. It pretty much goes on. Everyone knows Usagi runs Barber Town. <laughs> okay, I think we're going to go with Jordan's idea. Oh I my do God. Like your, I like your gumption, <laughs> Annie. Uh, but I think we're we're gonna go with Jordan's idea, which is it is a fanfic contest. It's uh, crazy. I'm sorry, everybody, but it is a very specific kind of fanfic contest. Jordan, would you like to explain this to everyone? Okay, basically the idea was this: you write. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so crazy. You write a page of dialogue between Chris and I that takes place during an episode of Sailor Business that we will name like what episode to do, and. We pick the best one, and then we actually will just do that. We'll, we will say those lines as it though is, we were doing a written show. This show. And the winner, we will actually do. act out the fan fiction on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you will write one page of Chris and Jordan dialogue discussing, uh, presumably discussing Sailor Moon. I guess it could be anything, but we should probably keep it on, on top. Well, I, I figure we pick an episode and we say, write something that we're going to say, we would say on this episode, about this episode. All right, so which which episode do you, we, we should give people a nice healthy deadline, but which episode are you thinking about for us to do this? Well, let's see. How far are we, what, what, what episode is the end of uh, the Doom Tree? Uh, let's see here. That's 59? It, oh, wow, it's only, it's yeah, it's only like a 13, isn't it? The Mysterious episode Girl from the Sky. That must be... that. Mu yeah, Serena Times 2 is the first episode of Rini. So we could. I think we should either do the end of the Doom Tree or the beginning of Rini. Which would you prefer? Let's set it for uh, episode 60, which is, uh, which is Angel or Devil, the Mysterious Girl from the Sky. The answer is Devil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that will, we've got, let's see, this is episode 51. So everybody has a nice, we, I guess we'll probably be getting to that around the end of the year. Yes. Although realistically we record early, so you, you don't actually have until it airs. You have until a couple of weeks before that. I mean, we should, should we actually pick a date? We probably should. Let's see. That'll be. Well, why don't we just, why don't we just say what, when this will come out in like a week or so, why don't we just say like December 1st is the deadline. Okay. December 1st will be the deadline, uh, and we will also post that uh, at Sailor Business, of course. So if you have uh, any any thoughts on that or you want to talk to us about that, Sailor Business on Twitter, at Sailor Business, will, will be the place to go for all of that. Chris, you know what this means. What does this mean? If people are going to send us stuff, you have to start that Gmail account. Why do I have to start the Gmail account? Because I started the Twitter account. You've got to start a Sailor Business Podcast at gmail.com. Everybody, Jordan, send your entries to Sailor Business Podcast at gmail.com. No! And if Chris hasn't started it, he, the whole thing is screwed. <laughs> Jordan, didn't I just tell you that my hobbies were eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out? No, that was Serena's hobbies. Those are also my hobbies. Your hobbies are supposed to be watching wrestling, doing martial arts, and, well, I guess you have to start learning how to cook, too, so you can be like Jupiter. Oh, that is that is a good thought. I am I am the Sailor Jupiter of this show. <laughs> There's only two scouts on this show, and I'm the Luna. Yeah. You're... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Oh, we're, we're having way too much fun today. We'll have to be cut out later. <laughs> All right. With that in place, I think we're going to move on to our discussion of this week's episode, which is episode 51, A New Transformation, Usagi's Power Up. You can watch along with us if you'd like to. It is on Hulu. But... As promised, I might not have played another second of the Super NES game, like I said I was going to. I will eventually get to it, I promise. But I bought the DVDs. Yay! So I am actually watching it with the new dub and Aww. the subtitles. And I gotta say, the I, the new dub has really grown on me quite a bit. They have obviously done 50 episodes at this point, and they are much more comfortable in with the characters. Uh, Alan and Anne are really great in the new dub as well. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've, I've been, uh, we've been seeing a lot of tweets of people saying that they really love the new dub and that just like you said that by by this point they've gotten really good at it. I I still can't bear to do it. I, I just can't. <laughs> Luna has to have a British accent. She has to. I mean, look, if I could change one thing, <laughs> if I could change one thing, it would be giving Luna back her accent. Uh, Annie, do you have a, a subs versus dubs opinion? Let's let's pretend this is the internet in 1998. Well, <clears throat> let me let me give out my VHS tapes. And you know what? Honestly, I'm I was part of my college's anime club, so I more lean towards subs. But I like dubs a lot. And in this particular instance, there's something I haven't watched any of the new dub, but there's something so charming about how terrible the American dub is. Oh yes. One. Oh yes. <laughs> there's, there's something so wonderfully charming about it, but I don't know, like a lot of my a lot of my sort of catch up Sailor Moon has been with subs, so that's kind of what I've gotten used to. The deep dub has a charm that I think is thoroughly undeniable. Yeah. I mean, bad in places. Yeah. The slang is both it, it not even Canadian people say that. No. Which everybody's which... a hunk. <laughs> Well, not not the dweezels. I don't, I don't think anyone said hunk unironically since like 1995. That was right dweezels around the time. Hunks. Yeah, dweezels and hunks. <laughs> but it's charming. I mean, yeah. And I and I just I love the some of the voices. Some of the voices I love so much that that I can't get over it. Some of them are pretty ridiculous. There there aren't any of the senshi that I don't think their voices match. Like. <laughs> Sometimes Venus is a little, a little Canadian. Uh, I mean, yeah, but travel. She could be Canadian. <laughs> okay, but sure. but like you know, Serena sounds like she should sound, oh, and yeah. and Ray sounds like she should sound, and Makoto or or Lita sounds like she should sound. Like they they, they are good voices for the characters in that regard. the The problem with the dub is more of dialogue. The problem with the dub is more of what they are being asked to say. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I have watched some clips recently of uh, of Haruka and Michiru in the in S, and um, I really like. Wow, just I never remembered how monosyllabic Haruka was, or whatever her name was. We entered this contest to be. Yeah, they're, they're just like all of the outer senshi. They're awful. They're the worst. Maybe that's why I don't mind the dub because I never, you know, I, I've said on the show before, I never got that far in watching it. Yeah, that could be. I mean, uh, oh, uh, and obviously the other exception being the grating hell voice of Rini. <laughs> Jordan, do you not like Rini? You Is know, that... I, I'm not that fond. Are you not fond of Rini? No. You keep that, 
you've historically been very quiet on that. I know. I don't, I don't talk about it much. I don't much. think it's ever come up. <laughs> she has you a really terrible voice. Uh, listen, as much as I dislike her character, her voice is also pretty grating. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think of the pitch right now. Like I'm, I'm getting over a, a cold, so I've, I'm still a little nasal. I, I think it's up here. Yeah. I'm saying the city moon. Yeah. This it's, isn't irritating at all. It's definitely a very, very much a, an adult trying to talk like a kid sound. And it just, it doesn't, I don't like it. Ugh. I will say in, in the inner century, I've always been a little thrown off when I'm like rewatching old dub of Ami's like really difficult time saying the letter R. <laughs> she talks like, pretty ridiculously like too. She Oh Gweg. <laughs> <laughs> she like her voice is is the most affected of all of the scouts, and sometimes it yeah. gets a little laughable. <laughs> Serena <laughs> You need to do your homework. See, that sounds more like Luna. Was was that Luna? I thought that was Luna. No, that was that was my Ami. That was my oh. my Amy, my Amy Anderson. Yeah, oh. it, it's it, she's because she's because she's very close to being British. She really is. She is. Her diction is very precise. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I feel like. I feel like we have talked about a lot of things that are not this episode, and I also feel like that's fine because uh, we can so get through. Hey, I have something to say in like five minutes. I have something to say about the preview for this episode. I love that this episode. Oh, the preview for this episode. Yeah. Oh, you did? Well, then go right ahead. You you can read it. I'm sure. I I think we're talking about the same thing. Uh, Usagi is giving like a little preview of the action of the episode. She's like, oh, no, my tiara doesn't work. I can't kill this monster. Well, I guess this is it then. Bye, guys. Yep. I wrote down bye, guys. (laughs) Which is a very (laughs) casual way of her like saying she's about to die. Oh, I I thought she was just quitting being Sailor Moon. I don't think she meant I was going to. She would freak out. Because the footage that it's under is like her being attacked by the monster. So I I assumed it was like, well, I guess I guess I'm done for. I, I thought it was just I can't do this anymore. So, uh, all right, never mind. I just don't no, know. Like that casual music, like na 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 it does do a really good job of setting up suspense before the episode even starts because we get that that preview. We see the monster attacking her. We know that the tiara still isn't working. She has no way to fight these monsters. We don't know what's going to happen. And then we get the title of the episode, which is A New Transformation, Usagi's Power Up. It's, it's, so, I just don't understand. For like a second, it's okay. Why? Why do they do that? Uh, suspense is very stressful, Jordan. I guess that's and, true. I don't want to be stressed while I'm watching Sailor Moon. I mean, so. I, I mean that's the thing. Like, realistically, Sailor Moon is pretty much one of the most formulaic shows around. <laughs> like, you know, you know, Power Ranger style. You know, very simple structure. You can tell what's going to happen via what time it is, what the twist will be at this point. But, but why spoil the one bit that people might not know? <laughs> oh well. It's a thing in titles of Japanese media. Like, they do it in Sailor Moon. They do it in all the the Super Sentai shows. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But we open uh, with the Doom Tree, the Makai Tree, the Hell Tree, whatever you want to call it. We open with that. And we basically open on uh, Alan and Anne looking at it. And then the episode starts. This episode is all about the Cherry Blossom Festival. It is a big cultural uh, celebration in Japan, and 
they do it. Uh, they have a cherry blossom festival here in New York every year. They try to schedule it because they have to like guess when the cherries are gonna when the cherries are when the cherry blossoms are gonna happen and then the leaves are gonna fall. So they kind of go, well, we're scheduling it for this weekend. I hope that's the one where it happens. And sometimes they're a little bit off. But my wife likes to go to it. She's always a big fan of it. Here, here is my question. Mm-hmm. The cherry blossom festival is a very Japanese thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like it is a thing that is unique to to Japan. But this is not an episode they can skip because no. Usagi gets a new transformation, Usagi's power up mm-hmm. in this episode. So what, Jordan, are they doing in the dub? They're going I to, assume it's not. No, they're going to the Cherry Blossom, Cherry Blossom Festival. Yeah. They're just like, we're oh, gonna, well, there you go. We're going to go. I mean, they don't say it like exactly the same way in the sense that, for example, uh, in the dub, they're very much like, it's the Cherry Blossom Festival. Therefore, we have the day off school. Duh. Like, this is a thing you do. You go to it. It's a thing. Whereas in the in the dub, they say something like, oh, we get the day off. We, we were doing this as a field trip because, like, it's part of our environmental club or something. Like, you know what I mean? It's it, Like, there's some BS about why they're getting to go instead of school. But, yeah, they're just going, yeah, we're going to see the cherry blossoms. They're going to the cherry blossoms. It's it's all the it's all the kids plus Miss Haruna, Patricia Angelica Haruna, as we know is her full name. <laughs> that is really weird. Because we have both, we have both scouts who are not part of the school are there. Uh, Ray is there for some reason, and Mina is there for some reason. Well, Mina mentions it. Mina does say, "Hey, thanks for for pulling some strings so that I can go with you guys to the Cherry Blossom Festival." But they never mention Ray. Like I, I guess right. Ray just kind of like snuck in. <laughs> like, they also never mentioned that two of these students have brought their cats, right, and are wearing them as scarves. <laughs> Which is do you, the best. Now, do you do you ever walk around with your cats? Like when it gets cold, do you wear them as scarves? Again, I don't, but I wish I could. My cats are not that I, tame. I, I have a theory about why no one cares about this, though. What? Every every time that I've seen like Hanami like flower viewing in a, in in any anime that I've watched, as far as I can tell, Hanami is basically the time of year where everybody gets together, has a picnic, and gets drunk as balls. <laughs> I I read an article about that last year. <laughs> there was a a guide to like, hey, if you were a tourist going to Japan, heads up. Everybody's gonna get drunk. There are gonna be real long bathroom lines, and then and then after the big party, after everybody wakes up from being passed out, everybody's gonna clean up. Everybody's gonna pick up their garbage. It's gonna be a very nice, pleasant thing. The, they, there's a line about the drunkness later in the episode. There well, there's, there's a line right up front where uh, I, I think it's Haruna who says, "Listen, kids, there's no teachers or students here today," <laughs> which is in that context. That is Haruna saying, hey, uh, don't worry about it, Minako. Patricia is about to get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) But but isn't that like two seconds before she like, you know, tells them to do their homework or something? (laughs) Well, she yells at uh, she yells at uh, Isagi and Ray for fighting, which any I think any adult would do. Any Uh, right thinking human being would do that. So so let's start with the terrible part of the episode. The oh awful person gosh. part of the episode. Before we get to that, there is oh. a really cool shot. There, there's a good shot of them walking towards where Umino has uh, yeah. set out the blanket and gotten them a picnic spot. Yeah. And uh, we get we get to see their fashions. Oh, you're right. Fashion corner. It's a little fashion corner. You know, a lot of these are outfits we've seen before. Uh, Isagi's in particular is is one that we've seen a lot. It's the the denim jacket with the pink pleated skirt and the green shirt. Uh, Ray is in her pink overalls that I think she wore first way back in the animation studio episode, which I do like, I do not think those fit her personality very well. Yeah, no, 
but Naru it's too hard is, to tell with nineties fashions. Yeah. Uh, Naru is dressed like someone's grandmother. <laughs> uh, That's Amy's not, look. It is not a good look. Yeah, but Amy, Amy has this. Uh, Amy is wearing this weird, like sports sweatshirt. It, it's like Amy's wearing her pajamas. I feel like. <laughs> I think Jupiter is wearing a, the one of the weirder outfits. I think Jupiter's outfit is really nice, but it's it's like I would not have considered that to be an outfit to go to a picnic in. It's a like a hot pink mini skirt. Well, it's not really a mini skirt; it's a dress. It's a mini dress, mini yeah. dress, and a with a long sleeved green turtleneck underneath it. <laughs> that is an outfit for the club. <laughs> I, it, she looks to me like she's either going to be too hot on top somewhere or too cold on the bottom somewhere. Like if she's in a club, I feel like she's going to be too hot with that turtleneck on. I, I do want to point out that Jordan is speaking temperature wise. Yes, yes, yes. Temperature, actual physical sense. temperature, Jordan. physical temperature. Oh, come on, my. come on. <laughs> but yeah, like definitely, uh, I, I am sure this shot has been on uh sailor civilian, the Tumblr that we've talked about before. Oh yeah. Uh, but Amy's sweatshirt is so like, it's kind of cute. Because it's a little too big for her, which they did not have to draw it too big for her, <laughs> is the thing. Uh, they, we've got a, oh, and of course, uh, Miss Haruna is in basically wearing Usagi's clothes because they are the same person. <laughs> that is that is my theory. Hey, don't forget to describe uh, Anne. Oh, she, she's way in the back, so she wasn't in that shot. She looks like a stewardess. Uh, <laughs> she does. Visit. She does, basically. She's wearing a, a skirt and a blouse and a scarf and heels. <laughs> It's true. The point is, no, that's not the point, but Melvin has saved them a spot. He's got this awesome spot right under a tree, blankets laid out, and they are like, oh my God, how did you get such a great spot? How long have you been here? And he's like, yeah, I came last night. I've been camped out since last night. At which point they ask, well, weren't you cold? And he's like, no, I, I wasn't cold because I, I have a sleeping bag and I can just get in the sleeping bag. And they're like, well, that's His nice of you. It looks like, looks like a pupa. Yeah, it very much does. He gets into the sleeping bag. He's in a cocoon. First, yeah, he gets in it to show them how he wasn't cold, which is weird, part one. But then they're like, well, that, that was nice of you to do it for us. And he's like, of course I did. I had to do it because I lo I did it for, for Naru. I would do anything for her. And then Naru is like blushing and she just kind of casually reaches over, grabs the zipper of the the, the sleeping bag and just zips it over his face, <laughs> sealing him up in the pupa forever. <laughs> yeah, I Why? I literally wrote down watching this, Naru is being hella mean. Yes! <laughs> and everybody's super into it. Everybody's like, yeah, let's sit down. You, you just zip that nerd up forever. <laughs> He's totally trapped in this thing now. And they do. They just sit down and start eating. Then they do kind of casually go, all right. I was only well, kidding, then, Melvin. <laughs> and then there's this other part. This is the other part where in a few minutes like, about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, "Hey, you know these cherry blossoms are beautiful, but they could never be as beautiful as you are." And she's like, "Oh, do you have to say that stuff?" Yeah, I wrote down Naru is not a nice girlfriend. <laughs> look, look. Yes, we know Umino is nobody's first choice. <laughs> yeah, but you don't treat him like trash. <laughs> don't date oh, really? him if you don't like him. I'm sorry, Jordan. Do you not like relationships on this show where one person treats another person like garbage? Uh, not when... <laughs> like one person would maybe call another person trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the difference is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get it out. Come on. Yeah, please. Come on. The difference is that he said there's uh, there's rubbish for every trash pile. And again, he was talking about himself, it turns out. 
So he's the rubbish and she's the trash pile. So they're they're fit together. Eddie, do you have any thoughts on uh, Narumino, which is my <laughs> ship name for them now? Hold on, hold on. Naru Minako? What? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's even I don't have that one. <laughs> Oh, Naruumino. No, nah, yeah, she he combined it to Narumino. Hmm. I, I I think I think there's some syllable work to be done there. Honestly, like I I, I feel really bad for Naru. Like the whole time, wow. I loved I loved the idea of her at the beginning of the show of like Usagi's like street clothes friend who like might find out about the senshi or something and supports her from the wings. And I love that archetype. And then it was just like, and now I have all these new friends. Bye forever, Naru. Oh, oh, you're a, you're, you're hot, like older boyfriend who died. Ah, that's, that's, that's rough. Bye. <laughs> so she just kind of gets shoves off on, on the Umino because they don't have anything else to do with them. And I like that. She dipped him up. <laughs> you like that she gifted him up? Why? Honestly, well, honestly, honestly, like I, I can kind of relate to to Nadu here in the scene of just being like so embarrassed that your that your boyfriend said something like ridiculously purple prosy romantic that you just want to like. How do you live with yourself? Zip you up, put you away. Let's eat lunch. <laughs> Oh, poor, poor, poor Melvin. Well, maybe, perhaps, perhaps we are too forgiving of Umino. Right, Uh, he is a creeper. There is is an extremely long scene of people eating lunch at this point. Okay, yes, this is where it becomes... the laziest animation. Well, this is, this is like, it becomes a, like a sitcom for like five minutes, at, at least. Like, it's just little like jokey almost like laughing style interactions between the characters where it's just like here's what sailor moon and ray talk about here's what these two talk about you know like with just these dorky little jokes in there sailor moon's rice balls are really dumb looking oh and then she steals somebody's food ha 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 and then somebody else you know what i mean it's just so weird also what's going on with ray eating fast food what does that represent Ray eating what? Fast food. She has like, she has like the the lunch she brought is like a a burger and fries from a a fast food joint. Oh, you know, I didn't. I even... was not expecting that from her. Yeah, that 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 was like what? Okay. Like Ray's totally one of the characters that would have like made this lunch that wouldn't have been good as Jupiter's, but it would have been like super fancy. But instead, she just like I got McDonald's. How's it going? <laughs> I I kind of totally buy that Ray Ray is not able to cook. I totally buy that. Because she's not like Usagi loves to eat, so I feel like Usagi like Usagi can make food, just not when she is trying really hard. Like she can't make anything fancy. But she can make like like easy stuff. Because we've seen we've seen Usagi cook in the past, and it has not gone well. Oh yeah, yeah no. clearly she can't even make rice balls. Yeah, I guess that's true. She she's bad at making rice balls. So maybe maybe I'm off on this one. But I feel like it makes sense for Ray to not not be able to cook. Honestly, like I'm surprised that. Like Ray's boyfriend didn't make an amazing lunch that he packed for her. Are they are they together at this point? I don't think I don't think they're ever actually officially together, which breaks my heart because I love that guy, Aww. but I can never remember his name. Chad Yuichiro. <laughs> Yuichiro, that's it. Poor AKA Yuichiro. Chad. Chad. Chris, Chris, Chris. Uh, let's let me let's let's let's. Uh, I want you to, your help. You and I we're going to enact uh, a part of this uh, thing. I'm going to play Sailor Moon. Oh my god! Here we go. Hey, and you're going to play the other character. You'll know who in a second. Hey, yeah. Anne, how come you're not eating anything? 
am I supposed to, am I supposed to know the next line? Do you don't remember why Anne's, what Anne says about not eating? No, but I... Oh, look, my God. Look, you're grounded. I will, I will watch it I here. I energy. Exactly. Does she say that? Yes. Oh, my God. She does. <laughs> oh, my God. I, well, that's because I feed on energy. Oh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Moon goes, oh, I understand. You want to steal everybody's food like me. What? No. <laughs> I said I eat energy. Okay, never mind. You misunderstood. Cool. Are we not going to talk about, like, Naru's amazing dub lunch? Oh, what does Naru have in the dub? Hey, Melvin, <laughs> I made this for you. It's all of your favorite yep. stuff, including a prune shake. Yep. And it's like glowing at him, and he's so excited. It's the best thing he's ever seen. No, I am looking at this. Uh, does he have? Does he need to poop? They they mentioned that he liked when when he took uh, Usagi out for a milkshake that one time. He uh, he ordered a prune milkshake in the dub. Is he? Is it because he's despicable? So he likes prunes. <laughs> That's I guess the idea is that well he's a geek and geeks don't or he's a nerd. I don't know what how you want to categorize it, but. He's he must like things that other people don't like. It, it, it's not enough for him to be. He can't be like a kind of cool nerd. He's like a incredibly awfully lame. No one should hang out with him. Nerd is I how they're portraying. He's officially him. classified as a dweeb. Okay, dweeb. Yep, there we go. And then, uh, do you mean a dweezel? <laughs> right. I'm sorry. 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 Uh, it's probably there in that RPG source book. Just the only entry next to next to Umino. Dweeb. That's his. Uh, it's his like a uh, class. Yeah. <laughs> So then uh, Yusagi plays a prank on Ray, and for some reason Yusagi has a, <laughs> a bottle of hot sauce of hot mustard, and she puts incredibly hot mustard on. And then again, this episode is so awkward. She puts incredibly hot mustard on the sandwich, gives it to Ray, and Ray is just like Ray says something snotty, like, "Oh, for you to give me food is like doubly generous or something like that." And then it like pauses for like thirty seconds, and <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> and then Ray explodes with fire the best part of that is that she says the name of her attack fire while she is doing it she yells fire while she is breathing fire because the mustard was so hot and then just says so and falls down i really like that bit and then comes my favorite part of that section which is the cats are eating little things of cat food including artemis eating cat food with a fork <laughs> Yeah, it's this whole eating lunch scene. First of all, it goes on for like three million years. It's it's longer than you than you would expect. It's so oh, they, long. Look, look, they have all of this crap to get through in the second half of the episode. So they're like they were out of budget at this point. Oof. So but like the thing is, the the rest of the episode is so weird after they have lunch. <laughs> Then it's 15 minutes of lunch and then 15 minutes of just like weird stuff happening. It, it, it's it it goes from like it's they should have spaced it out better. It's boring. And then suddenly it overwhelms you so that it deadens your senses. I think you just described the pacing of like every Sailor Moon arc. <laughs> so uh, they stop having lunch and Sailor Moon, uh, by which I mean, Usagi says oh uh, now that we're done eating there's a there's a bun store over there let me go eat some buns and then we find out that alan is being a completely creepy creeper and just <laughs> standing in the forest staring at her going she's so beautiful 
Annie, you have criticized the animation in this episode quite a bit already. I do really like the uh, the shot of Natsumi going around the tree and turning. Oh yeah, it's to, really nice. It's a really really cool shot. It's it's, it's done like, really well. It's very fluid. There's a good sort of swing of motion there. It's really nice. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, which is kind of the start of this episode. Maybe kind of getting good. <laughs> See, it's funny. I think you hate the the lunch scene, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the lunch yeah, scene I might do. be the best part of this episode. <laughs> do you really? I mean, I, we're, let's get to the rest, and I guess we could talk about not liking me not liking the rest. But yeah, uh, because at least like there's some doofy cuteness in that scene. Like, I, well, we'll get, we'll go, we'll go. So they summon a cardian. Shockingly, this cardian's name. And is... guess what, guys? It's time for Naru Koma number nineteen. this this cardian is named leshy which is a weird name Uh, and yeah then we get to the scene where uh where melvin says nice things about naro and she tells him not to ever do that (laughs) honestly naro and umino are like by by s they're like the most functional couple in the entire show well i look forward to seeing that happen because right now she's still pretty mean to him and again, not to say he hasn't been a bad person to them, too, but it's weird. So so they start getting their energy drained in a weird, light, glowy, flying leaves or flying petals uh, kind of way. And so they're passed out on the ground. Miss uh, Haruna runs up and they said, well, we want to get the trifecta. We want to get all the all the repeat energy drained people in one place at once and get them all victims. She runs up to them and going, whoa, what's going on? And then she asks the the monster for help, basically. (laughs) She pleads with the monster to save them, not realizing that it's a monster. Uh, The reason she doesn't know it's a monster is it's dressed in a kimono in the traditional garb of the Cherry Blossom Festival. It's a hime. It's a hime. I love that it's a freaking hime. In this stupidly japanese episode she's got the eyebrows she's got like the bangs and the little bits that come down there and the long hair it's a hime i think it's a hime might have to be the uh the title of this episode (laughs) (laughs) so so now that our perpetual victims uh naru melvin I can't not call him Melvin. I'm sorry. I guess, and Mrs. H. You can call him. Look, you can call him Molly and Melvin. Molly Melvin. You can call him Naru and Umino. And you Mrs. Can't H. Call him Naru and Melvin. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. And, and also, and also, Mrs. H. There, Mrs. Oh, is clearly not married. Mrs. H. I'm so clearly you're right. unmarried. That that one is unforgivable. That's canonical. You're right. They, you're there right. was a whole episode about that. So they are all uh, in comas, and uh, they drag them to the infirmary of the park i guess uh it's a i'm sure there would be like a first aid station set up yeah gardener do you think that there's a first aid station in every park for the i mean look the the cherry blossom festival is a big thing like i'm sure it is drop town yeah it is an outdoor event i mean they are uh yeah uh okay I mean, like it's it's some sort of building because they're they're just like lying on couches. It's not like they're in hospital beds or anything. And the guy says, well, in the dub, he definitely says the words. It's it's like they had all their energy drained out of them. 
<laughs> which I was like, yeah, you see that a lot? Like, this is a medical thing you're familiar with? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, the doctor point. should see that a lot if he's in Juban. <laughs> so ridiculous. So, uh, and he says, At like... At this point, it's like getting a cold. Well, he does say that they're like, like 10 people have had this happen to them today. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, uh, Sailor Moon goes outside of that place very quickly in order to talk to the cats about what's going on. And the cats are like, the other scouts are looking into this. Let's go find them, unfortunately, before they can get to the other scouts. The other scouts are standing around in one place, looking in four different directions, standing on guard, and get attacked by evil energy. Hooray. Yeah. You're, look, you're going through this way too slow, Jordan. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going through slow. it at like the speed it's happening on the screen because we got to get to the part that we got to get to the part that's at least weird. Well, it's weird uh, with the with the lady climbing out of the tree in a weird way for no reason. I don't I don't really get why she's sleeping like m- merged with a tree, but okay. That like, I don't is know. a tree. She's got like trees coming out of her like sexy sexy hime kimono. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. She is she's part like tree. A treeple and. <laughs> Tree people. She's a tree people. We love portmanteaus on this show, Annie. We 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 love them. (laughs) That is making me remember something. And again, if you if you listen to the show regularly, you know that I am not entirely up on any Japanese monsters that are not found in the Pokemon games. You know what's Uh, great about this show? How qualified we are to talk about everything. Yeah, look, look, (laughs) I I have said before, we are not experts. We are not even the biggest fans. We are just the ones who bought microphones. (laughs) Okay. Like I can't I can't remember if I'm remembering like a thing about a, a a monster who comes out of a tree from like Japanese folklore, or if this is just the third time I've watched this episode this year. Yeah, that's and probably. I'm Honestly, thinking about that. I think I think there might be a thing for this because the the image did seem really familiar to me too. And like my, my husband is like he basically majored in Japanese, so he's like a huge weeaboo <laughs> latent. He's a he's a huge latent weeaboo. So like this this is my weeaboo senses are tingling with this thing. Uh, I'm trying to find Leshy on the uh, Sailor Moon wiki. Oh please! And it is it is not happening. You know what? Uh, I've discovered. I mean, that... it's a it's a it's like a vengeful princessy looking lady who like attacks people. This is like this is maybe like half of any like Mononoke ever. I've noticed that some of the names of the monsters uh, change from the old. Old translations and old, uh, even old subs to the new sub. The the English Deke Dub version of this monster was called Racy, which I was kind hmm. of like, that's weird. So well, she does have that that very high slit in her dress. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like as in sexy. <laughs> uh, they didn't they didn't get into it. They just were like, Racy, go do this. Okay. Well, according to the 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 Moon Wiki, the Sailor Moon Wiki, mm-hmm. they list the monster uh, as being named Lesh, and then on her page it's uh, Reshi, R E C I. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? So anyway, those Sailor Scouts all get turned into trees. <laughs> and wait, what? Sailor what? Moon... What? What? No, yeah. no, no. That's no, not true. No. They all get trapped inside trees. Uh, they get trapped in beams of light. Tree, and that comes later. Okay, a tree, it comes later. Look, I just I just want to get to the part where Sailor Moon gets naked in space. We're not there yet. 
<laughs> almost there. Almost there. So let's everybody was not trees. They were pillars of light. Yeah, they're trapped in pillars of light. And Sailor Moon transforms and she runs up and she does the sensible thing. She confronts the monster by taking off her tiara and throwing her tiara at it. Out of context, that would seem unsensible, but if you're a Sailor Moon fan, obviously <laughs> that is the sensible thing to do. Oh, I got it. I get it. She's a cherry blossom tree. Yeah, yeah. What? She's a cherry blossom yes. festival monster. I get it. Sure. That's why she's a tree. Yeah, wait, yeah, okay. that's why she's like a hime. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got that part. Did we? Well, did I that did. click? Listen, it's worth noting we are not recording this in the morning like we usually do. <laughs> it is the it is a Friday night and I am exhausted. <laughs> so so anyway, so uh Racy Leshy slaps the tiara to the ground. Sailor Moon's like, that's not good. Uh, she jumps on Sailor Moon, uh, starts draining her of energy as well, and that is when the unthinkable happens. She detransforms, which is a pretty cool effect, actually. Her, 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 her like outfit gets all goes into that like red ribbony sta- stage again, and then just turns back into her normal clothes. It looks pretty neat. Yeah, it it really does. Yeah. I was I was worried for a second that we were going to get a uh, uh, a repeat of the uh, horrible future episode. <laughs> Horrible future. <laughs> because it like it looks for a second like, oh, she's just gonna lose all of her clothes. But no, then it turns back into her civilian outfit, which is which is really nice. Like it is a cool effect. Okay. I really love in like Maho Shoujo when you get to see like sort of the 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 henshin effects like outside of like Maho Shoujo transformation space. So this is this is super neat. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Also, it looks like her locket breaks. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, completely uh, shattered. So, yeah. Now, here's where this is where the episode, I think, starts getting real dumb. Now, I know it gets real something because it doesn't. Well, this is where it stops making sense. The monster jumps off of Sailor Moon and she, like I said, she's in a giant beam of energy as well, which is apparently draining Sailor Moon's energy. And all of a sudden, Sailor Moon falls into the illuminated bottom of the light as though it were like water and is getting like pulled into the water pool energy this why does that happen how does that happen i have i have no idea is this I have no idea what this is supposed to, to be else. no it doesn't happen to anybody else is, is the monster doing this on purpose because the monster doesn't look like what the hell is that the monster just kind of stands there and lets it happen thankfully I've already gone all cat face meowers <laughs> Luna uh, does not let it happen. Luna runs up and, and grabs Yusaki by the sleeve and thinks, I, as a cat, will pull this full-sized human being out of this pool of energy. That fails. Uh, and they both are sucked into the pool of energy and disappear. Now, again, th- this is what I'm saying. Why the fuck does this happen? <laughs> what sense does this make? What? All the scouts are shocked, but I, the like what, I just don't even understand what it's supposed to represent. I don't know what is happening. Here. <laughs> this is why I don't like this part of the episode because it just no, is like what it, it doesn't make any sense because it looks like these these like you know the shafts of light the pool of energy it looks like those are like the things the way it plays on the show it looks like they're funneling the energy to the to the doom tree yeah right because we see the doom tree get all. You know, it fully blooming. Yeah. And then we see the light come out and then we cut back to Usagi, like flying through the light. And so is she in the what is happening? Right. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. 
like, and it's not like some kind of thing where like she's going to be in a pillar or something. She comes out of the ground later. Yeah. Yes. She's she's literally in a hole. But it's like a metaphysical hole. <laughs> so she's <laughs> so she's drifting through the light, having a conversation with Luna. In, but neither of their mouths are moving. So, like, having a telepathic conversation with Luna, where they're going, what, what are they? They're like, well, I don't have powers anymore, so I guess I can't ever transform again. The end. And Luna's like, it's because you think that, that you can't transform. And if you just believe in yourself, everything will work out or something. I, okay. No, she's like, she's like, Usagi's like, I, I don't know, what what am I going to do? And Luna tells her that uh, because she still wants to be a normal girl, right. she can't be Sailor Moon. They, they're, they're not mutually exclusive, which is bullcrap. Right. Well, because they do this, again, they do this dumb thing. Uh, this is another th- place where the, the dub is weird as well, but and I don't like what they do. Do you remember when she got her memories back last season? When the the crystal like gave her her memories back, and uh, in the dub I talked about, she like talks different when she gets her memories back. She become instead of being like, "Hey everybody, I got my memories back," she's like, "Oh yes, I can remember what happened on the moon. I was the moon princess." Yeah, and she stops using contractions. Yes, she does absolutely stop using contractions. And the same thing happens here. They have her make use the dumb, elevated consciousness voice. And it's stupid and sucks, and I don't like it. So yeah, there's that. That she yeah, and this is the part where she, it's so weird because yes. So this is Chris's favorite part. She's floating through space so were, naked. It's, look, it's not my favorite part, but it is <laughs> the party was excited one I for. Had forgotten about sure. Well, because what else this weird happens in this episode? Sailor Moon falls down a hole, and then she's naked in space, and she's holding and talking Luna's... to her dead mother. And she's holding Luna's body, and Luna did not go through the experience and then wake up. Luna is, like, completely unconscious in her arms at best, which is weird. And she's, like, going, oh, Luna, you're, I'm so bad to you. She's, she says, you're so small, and I cause you so much trouble. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, first of all, Usagi, this is not your fault. <laughs> like, you are not the cause of the trouble here. And then Queen Serenity shows up, and then she says, yeah, we're inside your mind. So I guess she's not floating naked in space. She's inside her own head while she is literally down in a hole. No, but it's not a real hole. It's a weird no, magical it hole. A real hole. No, it isn't. Because it was made by magic. She falls down the hole. Yeah, but magic can make real holes, Jordan. No. Well, first of all, it can't make real anything because it's not real. <laughs> Second of all, it can't. You know what? This is not the time for your agenda. <laughs> okay. Also, I want to talk about Queen Serenity because in Sailor Moon's mind, Queen Serenity is tiny and has fairy wings. Oh, until she's not. Right. Well, yes. When they both become normal sized. But like when while Sailor Moon is floating naked in space, Queen Serenity is at least half human size, if not smaller, and has giant fairy wings. Yes. And then... Her fairy moon mother. She, she uses the silver crystal, which doesn't exist anymore. The silver crystal is gone. She uses the silver... She, she recreates it she inside Usagi's head? Through... Let's see. Uh, I think she says... Uh, doesn't she say something like... Let's see. Here, I'm looking at her make it now. The silver crystal. It, 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 your desire to save your friends has formed the silver crystal. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Usagi rewrote reality by wanting it hard enough. I mean, I guess she when you put it that way. Crystal. Last time, the crystal was made out of her tears. 
I mean, look, I will believe that more than just like, yeah, here you go. It's back. <laughs> look, it's only back for two seconds where it, it, it forms a new brooch for her. Well, no, it's not, not back for two seconds. It is her brooch now. It is all like that thing in her brooch is the silver crystal for the rest of the series. But it's not silver. Yes. Or a crystal? Yeah, not well. Not when she. It's in there. Oh, oh right. It's underneath the lid. Right, right, right. It's inside the. That's a whole. That's a whole thing in the next arc. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It 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 has to open. Yeah, I gotcha. So uh, she gets her 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 new brooch, and she gets a new transformation phrase. She gets moon crystal power makeup. It was what was it? It was prism before, right? Yes, moon prism power. Now here's the weird thing I want to say about. First of all. Then the lid of the of the brooch opens and we see the silver right. crystal. Then you get to see it. Which I know you have seen yeah, hundreds of times. Look, I, I forgot because I was looking at the actual front of it. And you go, Anyway, look, I want to talk about the transformation. New song, eh, don't really like the new song. It's not very and catchy. And it's the guitar riffs. Yeah, yeah. The old one was better and future ones are way better, obviously, as evidenced by the <laughs> theme song of this show. Um, <laughs> future ones are way better, especially when they're performed on ukulele. Yes. And harmonica. But, but I'm not going to record a ukulele version of this song because it's not very good. Here's the weird part about the transformation. So in the old transformation, she would form a piece of clothing uh, with magical red ribbon magic, and then it would solidify in a burst of moons. This time... It's in a burst of feathers. <laughs> well, she has angel wings. She now, does at too. one point have angel wings, yes. Which, again, she doesn't get to keep. She only has them for the time of transformation. But I don't understand why the burst of feathers all the time. Like, why she's not Sailor Bird or Angel. <laughs> Sailor Bird. That's a planet. I do think. <laughs> It's Sailor Iron Bird. Yeah, exactly. Iron Mouse is not I a planet. I do think this transformation looks really cool. Like, I, I do like this transformation sequence a lot. Sure. Uh, I, I like the the motion of, of bringing the, the brooch down. I do really like the angel wings when they show up, uh, just because I think they look cool. But yeah, I mean, like, we are well past the point of anything making sense here. <laughs> uh, also, here's another lame thing. In the Deke uh, version of the show... They use the same transformation song for both transformations, even though it was like specifically and detailedly cued to the original transformation. They just go, ah, screw it. There it is. And it doesn't quite line up with anything as well ever again. Which is weird because like they are saying the words Sailor Moon during this. Like there is no translation needed for the transformation sequences. Oh, sure. Yeah, they could easily have kept them. Yeah, I don't know why they yeah. don't. Who knows? It probably it must what be. What I really like about what I really like about the new brooch is that, like it and the wand that we're gonna get a little later, both is that from here on out, everything makes like a couple of like MIDI noises that you could totally like see in a toy. Press a button, it makes the sound. It does the thing. Buy all our playsets and toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those like these like little like uh, baroque uh, opening bits. It's like it's like the sound that like the Green Ranger like flute saber toy makes when you press a button. It's like that exact thing. So Sailor Moon is transformed back in the back at the picnic. It's suddenly nighttime, and now they're in a tree. Chris in like hammer space all day. I just think they lost track. I I just think they're like I I think. I think time in Juban is determined by uh, 
by drama. No. We had this discussion a couple episodes ago that took place over one day, but was actually four days. Uh, well, the best part about this time having passed here is that in all of that time that passed, Artemis has been taking on the monster solo. And he, yes. listen, he's not winning, but he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta give him that because he probably should be dead. So he's doing all right. Uh, Every time the cats try to attack monsters in this show is my favorite part. <laughs> oh, that's great. They don't have any powers. They're just talking cats. Well, Luna can make stuff come out of a butt. Whatever. Also, so, the monster has like turned into a cat to fight him. So is that the monster being like, eh, you're a cat. Like, I can be a cat. No, the monster was a cat before. Was it? Okay, yeah, I Yeah, she, she, she made the cat face, like, right before Sailor right. Moon got sucked into the whirlpool. And I guess maybe that's, like, her real face. Actually, actually, I did, like, look this up because I didn't get why it made a cat face. And you've got two major, like, cat monsters. Uh, you've got a Bakeneko and a uh, Nekomata, I think, is the other one. And the Baki Neko is basically like a two-tailed cat. It's a revenge spirit, whatever. The the Nekomata is apparently vaguely similar, but like if you if you like look up the Wikipedia page for the Nekomata, like one of the first images that they have on there is like basically this drawing of what looks to be like a very fancy like Japanese lady, but she's got a cat face, and I don't know if that's part of it or I, I have no idea. Weird. A, the literal hole in the ground opens up in a beam of light and cherry blossoms, and Isagi begins rising out of it that, as that though would she be is a magical elevator. hole. Then, if it's going to open in light and cherry blossoms, I don't like. I don't care about the nature of a hole. I just want everybody to know it is a literal hole in no, the ground. It isn't because then the light goes away and she's standing on it. So that would be look make it look more like a portal. Jordan, she rises out of a hole in the ground. She rises out of a portal positioned on the ground so Isagi comes up and she says she says amazing things oh yes also, also they make note that it is a full moon and that moonlight is shining down again it was morning 10 minutes ago so, so Isagi says yeah here we this go is her speech here we go sweet buns pork buns spring is in full bloom Cherry Blossom viewing is the number one pastime of the people. How dare you interfere with it? You're even worse than a drunken old man. There you go. Her so there, triumphant heroine. There, there's the reference to, to drunk people. Can we talk about why she just says sweet buns, pork buns? <laughs> I just, I, I wrote that down. <laughs> it's the best. But I feel like that's just Usagi. Like, that's just, that's yeah. just how it's going to be. We get old animation that they have gone in and added the new uh, brooch to, which I like. I like that they just just barely took the like time to just go in there and color it pink real quick. But, 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 but she still doesn't have a way to attack the monster. Yeah, she doesn't. Still doesn't have a new weapon. And doesn't even think about it. Doesn't even go, wait, hey, wait a minute. Like, uh, maybe I should wait a second. No. So she just gets attacked she just starts getting attacked and well, killed she gets she gets attacked by the monster causing a wind to blow cherry blossoms at her like bl cherry blossom petals oh, yeah. which actually sounds pleasant no no but we, then we see it destroy a tree right exactly which that that's uh, not that mm, i don't know about any of this anymore but chris chris i know you're worried she's gonna get killed <laughs> don't worry before she gets killed White Rose Ugh. smashes the monster in the face. Uh, <laughs> Distracted. Okay, okay, okay. 
So like the line right before that, Luna's like, you're the only one who can save everyone. And then Moonlight Night basically pops in like, well, actually. <laughs> uh, hey, in the uh, in the dub, Sailor Moon goes, cool timing, Moon Night, Moonlight Night. Cool timing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool timing. Cherry blossoms are so short-lived. I won't let you scatter them with your filthy hands, he says. And he shows up. Uh, <laughs> he is a ridiculous character. And then he He's says... He's a ridiculous man. And then he also says, you're the only one who can save them. Uh, but then, from the moon, comes flying down a... What do you want to call it? A... I can't remember what, what to call it. Well, at any rate, its actual name is Cutie Moonrod. Yeah, the, the, the cutie moon rod. The this relic which, of, of, moon, of the moon kingdom, this ultimate power, the cutie moon ride. Which appears to have fallen out of the moon, by the way. Moonmom moon Mom flies past the moon to be like, whoops, I forgot to give you something. Bye. Yeah. yeah, why did she not provide this when she was in naked space? Scepter <laughs> is the word I was looking for. The moon scepter, this is. I do like. I will say I do quite like the uh, the cutie moon rod a lot. It's it's great it just, looking. It looks really cool. It looks it looks like she could bash somebody with it. Oh, totally. Like it oh, looks yeah. like it's got like, lots of it, like metal studs on it, so it looks really like heavy. Yeah, but it's also still like you know it's it's pink and it's jeweled and it's it actually is really cute but it also looks like a hefty piece of equipment which i think is like a really cool thing about it so you'd Plus rather plays that harpsichord music of course you'd rather have a cutie moon rod than a moon stick i have a i have a wooden moon stick oh that's right that's right I, I've, I've shown it to you yes yeah. but no I, I would i would rather have a cutie moon rod than the moon stick so sailor moon uses her new attack it is called Moon Princess Halation. Now, let me ask you both. Uh, don't I, I, if you haven't looked on the internet already. Do you know what halation is? Uh, yeah, just uh, just give, give me a give me a second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had to look it up as well. Uh, I was like, what the hell is halation? Fun, fun story. Please. Fun story. Like, Mamarian Webster has a like comment section for words. I don't know why, but I guess they do. And under Halation, all of the comments are, I know about this from Sailor Moon and also maybe a Gact song. <laughs> uh, so here's what Halation means, according to Google. It says, the spreading of light beyond its proper boundaries to form a fog around the edges of a bright image in a photograph or in a television screen or on a television screen. So basically, it's like haloing. It's a J.J. Abrams lens flare rod. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It shoots a lens flare. I, I will say I do like the way uh, the attack looks, too, because it's it's got that little spiral of pink stars and then yeah. the blue stars and the moon comes out spinning really fast. Like, it's not the coolest looking attack. Mercury bubbles. Oh, but it, is, it is a very, very cool looking attack. Ridiculous. It's one of my favorite Sailor Moon finishers, though. I I. I like that they say cleansing when they get hit from it, but I really, I, I, I really, my favorite still is refresh. Meow fresh. My favorite is is meow fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this monster uh, gets a, a cleansed, which again means his card turns black and he dies. Or she, I'm sorry, she dies. Uh, looks like Leshy failed them, and. Well, that's basically the end of the episode. Uh, so the Sailor Scouts are all well. Again, they're, well, they're not even Sailor well, Scouts. 
Moonlight Knight shows up and goes, hey, Sailor Moon, you held out well on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I'm there, I'm like, well, Sailor Moon did not hold out well on her own. She lasted about 30 seconds before he showed up. You know who held out well? was artemis yeah artemis <laughs> apparently fought this monster for 12 hours yeah yeah it's true you know i, um, I also love the fact that like everybody like sailor moon is helping them all everybody is slowly recovering she's like holding them up and moonlight Knight's just kind of standing off like folding his arms like not helping like no you got this wait wait are you are you saying that that a a memoru or memoru adjacent character it's on not the memoru, show it's not memoru it's not memoru because not it's not memoru because we saw them together so i said memoru adjacent okay <laughs> listen let me tell you two more dub stories one is a uh, when 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 he leaves in the dub because he's a cool guy the last things he says after his like you know little uh, cryptic phrases is smooth move see ya that's Moonlight Night for what, you. What is he, Gary Oak? <laughs> Moonlight Night, cool guy. Also, uh, the He's sequence. A cool guy. He is a cool guy. When 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 uh, when Sailor Moon goes into the 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 pool of uh, light in the dub, you get like a five minute sequence. Not not literally exaggeration, but you do get a very long sequence of every character yelling Serena in turn. <laughs> like it's just very long of everybody just being like Serena, Serena, Serena. Serena, Serena, Serena. It's very weird. Well, one person started doing it. Well, I'm not going to be the one who doesn't care about Serena. I'm going to say Serena too. Even Mars cares about Serena in this case. So then this is the scene where everybody just compliments her. They're all just like, thank you so much. You did a great job. And then Sailor Mars goes, personally, I would have liked it if she saved us a little sooner. I'm I'm so done with this episode. So then the episode ends, as many episodes do, with them fighting, except then Sailor Moon pauses to blush, thinking about her her great mother, her great fairy moon mother, flying by. The end. What a what an episode. What what a twenty minutes of television that was. What a plot important pivotal episode. See, what, now this a, is why I'm saying I a 15 minute sequence of sandwich eating followed by naked space nonsense. I only wish there had been 15 minutes of sandwich eating because that would have that again, at least the sandwich eating made sense. Did it though? Yes, it they're eating thing. sandwiches. That's that. mustard and then now, shot fire out of their mouth. That's now, just Jordan, silly. I want you I want you to remember these things that you were saying, and I want you to think about them when you get to the lunch episode coming up. Uh, I want you to think about this when you get to the Mako thinks Moonlight Night is ale and everybody talks about lunches for 20 minutes. Now I feel like I'm going to regret it. Well, I've learned my lesson. (laughs) That's right, Jordan. That's a great segue. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's right, Jordan. I think we all learned a lesson. So what were we supposed to have learned from this episode? It's time for Sailor Moon Says... Do you have it queued up? I sure do. Here you go. My friends and I fight a lot, especially Ray and me. But they sure came through for me today. Wow. That's what friendship is all about. Being there for each other. Being a good friend means forgiving and trying to help your pals, even when you know they're wrong. It means listening to their problems, just as they listen to yours. It means encouraging them to be better than even they themselves know they can be. Don't take your friends for granted. They're a treasure you don't want to lose. Sailor Moon says. So how, did, like, that's 100% wrong? I mean, not like that. Prince came through for me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the part. None I mean, of yeah. that. Again, that's good advice. 
right. treasure your friends. Everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Treasure, treasure the people close to you. Or they'll get at by a tree. <laughs> None of that happened in this episode. No, they didn't come through for her in the slightest. They were in danger and she came through for them. Although, Wait. although, what is the, like, I mean, oh, I was just about to ask, like, what, are, what would the moral be otherwise? But Wait, I guess that's what on. we do now. Yes. Hold on. Yes. All of Usagi's friends get eaten by a tree. They're almost sucked into it. And then Usagi comes by and gets them out of the tree. Is Usagi Tom Bombadil? Uh... <laughs> Got those deep cuts. Got those book-only characters. <laughs> Tell me you can't hear Usagi, like, just wandering through a forest of very serious characters filled with ring rays going, Hey, doll, Mary doll. Hey, dollarill. I want you to know that my jacket is blue and my boots are yellow. Oh, God. Her boots oh, are God. red. Come on. Doesn't fit at all. This is the this is the nerdiest slick that's ever come out of my mouth. It's, yeah. So now let's start to talk about what we learned. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And Annie, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? I learned that if your mom forgets to give you something to attack a monster with, then it's cool. She'll just like fly by and give it to you later. Just hang in there. Also that ladies love it when you say, adieu. Adieu. It's <laughs> <laughs> the oh. language of love. That, uh, oh, French. Yeah, why why does he speak French? I mean, look, there's a lo- there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, dodgy cultural stuff going on with Moonlight <laughs> there's Night. There's a lot to unpack with Moonlight Night. I learned that you can do a big episode of Sailor Moon and not have it make any fucking sense at all. <laughs> no. I feel like you already knew that. I did, I guess. God damn it. No, I did learn, uh, I mean, I learned what a ridiculous, uh, just comedic version of Sailor Moon where they didn't have any powers would be like, and that was the, the whole lunch opening section. And I learned that I don't think I like that show as much as I like the real show. So there we are. I learned a great lesson, which is that if you're ever having trouble in a park, you should just get naked in a hole. That's not... Uh... <laughs> And then you'll get some cool new stuff. Poor, poor Luna. <laughs> I like. I said at the beginning that, that this episode's a real snooze, and I mean we've been talking about it for like an hour, so that's probably not the the right thing to say. But man, like, it's our job. S- skippable. <sighs> I mean, if it weren't for the fact that you'd be like, so how did she get her powers back? Yeah, but yeah, that's the is, problem. It's it's like a completely ridiculous episode, but it's got the the new transformation in it. But at the same time, at the same time, if you were watching the next episode and and you said, wait, how did she get her new weapon? How did she get that new transformation sequence? Would this have been a satisfactory answer? No. I submit that it is not. It's just like... I actually, I actually looked this up for the manga. Like, apparently, uh, the Cutie Moon ride and new brooch and everything, they are, quote, according to Wikimoon, formed by the love between Usagi and Mamoru. So Yay! I'll take, like, I'll take the Hanami. I'll take the Hanami translation. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's it's very much like the, the Visit to the Moon episode uh, at the end of season one, which was like... Oh, like, I guess this is important for the, like, mythology of the of the series, but, like, God, it's boring and dumb, and I don't like it. Um, I lump it exactly with that episode. Yeah, this, like, hard pass. Hard pass on this one. This is a run. Listen, can I tell you something, Chris? We started the Moon, uh, the, the Doomtree series going, we love the Doomtree series, and this is three episodes in a row that we've been like, yeah, this isn't very good. Yeah, but... Uh, 
I do. The Doom Tree arc sucks. Do, do, it okay. sucks real hard. Do you do you really think that, Eddie? I kind of do. Like <laughs> the last few episodes where the plot actually happens are neat. I really I love parts of the Doom Tree arc. Like I love the the love diamond between yes. Usagi and Mamoru and yes. Aelin on and like I love that. Kill everything else. Yeah, it's I, pointless. It's it's like 13 episodes of complete filler. It's the last thing done by the last guy who directed the first series before the Utena guy comes in. I there's weird incestual overtones. Oh, they're I, not overtones. Well, they're tones. Right. Yeah, no. Very, then, very much. It's it's a complete mess and it sucks. And I wish I could like remove all the parts that I liked and put them in something else. This <laughs> this arc makes me long for the quiet dignity of Rini. Oh, <laughs> of the five episodes we've watched, two have been quite good, and three have been not very good. Yeah, well, it's what, well, like you said, Jordan. I have a lot of fond memories of this of this saga, you know, of this chunk of the anime, and I think it's because I, I like, I really like Alan and M. Yeah, I really like the idea of the Cardians, even though the you know it doesn't really make any sense. They just have you know random monsters that happen to be on cards. I like the idea of the Doom Tree. I like the setup of the monsters. And maybe when we get to those last two episodes where they actually deal with everything, maybe those will be good enough that we'll forget about these. But yeah, like like you said, it's three in a row of us just being like, yeesh, Doom Tree saga. Yeah. So this, we this upcoming Mako episode with like the lunches that you guys have coming up is on my list as the worst episode that I have watched in Sailor Moon. I kind of want to have you back for that one, and I like I almost wish we had like waited for that. You might have to do like four in a row. <laughs> That's not nice, especially and, and it's her least favorite ones. Why are you going to do that to her? No, like because what like what would you rather talk about would you rather talk about your favorite episode yes or your least favorite episode? my favorite episode uh, chris we, uh, i look i'm i'm on a i'm on a podcast where every episode is the craziest episode chris what would you rather talk about any episode or the luna butt episode <laughs> yeah but that's your least favorite no and it's and it's not luna's butt i know the, the other guy that is not my least episode. favorite i love that episode do you yes I, I remembered you not liking it and me liking it and me being the only person who liked it. You are insane. That episode is amazing. Uh, I remember it differently. We have, a, we have a record. It's a recorded record of how I feel about no, it. I, think, I, think, I think if you go back and check, you'll find that I was the one who liked that one. Uh, no. We were both the ones who liked that one. But that's fine. So yeah, that brings us to the end of episode 51 of, uh, of Sailor Moon and of Sailor Business. And yeah... Uh, I, I think we, I think we've pretty much got all our final thoughts out there. Yeah, Annie. Before we go, uh, can you tell everyone where to find you and the Gem Jam online? Sure, you can find me personally at Annie Zard. That's A N N I E Z A R D, like Charizard, the Pokemon, but with Annie in front. That's actually what it is. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, you can find the Gem Jam on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, we uh, we have new episodes up every Sunday. We also record episodes about the comic, uh, which is so great. I don't know why you're not reading it right now. And uh, that is pretty much at the Gem Jam, at pretty much everywhere except Twitter, where we are at Gem Jam Cast. We also have Tumblr, where we post pictures of Tech Rat mostly. <laughs> Tech Rat. <laughs> He's the best character that's not Riot. I don't oh, know. man. Off the air, we're going to have to have a conversation about the stingers. Um, oh, my God, yes. 
Jordan, where can everybody find you? Hey, where can find us? I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Sailor Business is on Twitter at Sailor Business. And hey, uh, the gentleman who edits our podcast for us and produces it, uh, his name is JJ Mason. He's on it at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, that's right. Don't forget to uh, follow us on uh, Sailor Business on Twitter and to, I guess I'm going to go try and register it right now. Yeah. Uh, get your, get your contest entries in and we will give away that, uh, that box set of manga you have until December 1st. And, What's uh, the email address? it'll be a nice Christmas present for you if you win. Well, I, look, I don't want to say the email address because I haven't registered it yet. We've already let's... said it. I'm going to go register it right now. <laughs> it's oh. sailor business podcast. It's at gmail.com. It's sailor business podcast. It's at gmail.com. If it's not, Everyone involved in this podcast is a failure at life. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, brother. All right, everybody. You can find all of my stuff at about.me slash Chris Sims. X-Men 92 is on uh, Comixology. All eight chapters are out digitally and all four are out in print. And we uh, just Jordan announced it. that it's going to go on as an ongoing series starting next year. Yes, we did. Uh, it's going to be great. Alti from Ansaya is going to do the art. Uh, I hope that is how you pronounce her name. I apologize, Alti, if it is not. Uh, it looks great. I'm co-writing that with my writing partner, Chad Bowers. Jordan, you're going to be the editor, uh, oh, along yeah. with assistant editor, Heather Entos. Yeah. And uh, it's very, very exciting. So check that out if you enjoyed this show. You will probably also enjoy other things from 1992, I guess, is where I'm going with that. <laughs> so that does it. We will be back next week for episode 52, The Targeted Kindergartners, Venus to the Rescue. And until then... Keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor Moon, you saved your friends and all because you believed you could do it and found strength in your friendship. Smooth move. See ya. Oh, that guy's such a major hunk.